more of High Tide on 2SM and the Super Network. Thanks to Shimano. Tomorrow's tackle today. If only I could go. It is five minutes after... Five minutes after five. We're talking cooking, Blakey and I, in the background here. We're in curries now. <laughs> We're in the curries. <laughs> I'm, I'm going the prawn curry today. I'm going to make a prawn curry when I get home. Go and get some fresh prawns. <laughs> Sydney enclosed waters at the moment looking this way. Variable 10 knots, meaning uh, Blakey? Very good. Like variable Very 10. Good. Below 0.5 of a metre. It actually means they're not sure which way it's going to come from. Yeah, they've got no, no idea. No idea. <laughs> Absolutely no idea. Well, you've got to remember, when they give you a forecast, it's over a very large area. Yes. So it can move around. You could be at Abbotsford, for instance, and blowing 20 knots from the west, and you'd be in Sydney Harbour, which is only really 10 kilometres yeah. away, and it's blowing 20 knots from the east. I mean, people people love to sledge them, right? But I, I just I don't cop that. It's, it's, it's a very, very difficult science to get your head hey, around. They, and, they, and, they give... Birdie a big head, he gets it wrong all the No, time. he gets well, yeah. don't worry about him. We'll find a re- hey, we'll attack him later about that. Yeah, we we'll will. blame him for the bad weather. For the bad weather. That's right. Yeah. That's a, sounds like a plan, doesn't it? Yes. I, I tell you what, one of the things we couldn't do is get offshore and, and go fishing. But I think the hunting would have been pretty good if you were brave enough to get Let's out. Let's find out if this fella has tripe. <laughs> tripe. Tripe. Uh, Stevie Bowler, good morning. I've, I've eaten it before and I've cooked big batches of it uh, before when I first started working as a nursing home. It was sort of that depression era generation, so it was all that sort of good, you know, awful that, uh, you know, not a lot of people today eat, you know, but it's it's so good for you. Like, people don't understand you, you know, when you see an animal or, or something eat another one, they don't ignore all that good stuff. They eat all that good stuff first. All the sweetbreads and tripe and uh, kidneys, liver, and all that sort of stuff is, is um, <coughs> very, very uh, nutrient-packed and so forth, more so than the, the uh, red meat and, and all that. So it's um, it's good for you. The um, problem is, you know, it's... Hey, hang on. Hang it's on. Got a, it's got a reputation, you know. Like, Go on, Kieran. What was that? Speaking yeah, of tripe. Mm-hmm. Why is it that all these you're talking about all these products that are supposed to be good for you, but they taste bloody terrible? <laughs> Mate, you know that's that's it. Well, all things that are good for you probably taste terrible. You know, <laughs> if if, if uh, you know cod liver oil tasted like chocolate milkshake, you know people would be a lot healthier. But that does well, you're right there. It tastes Yuck. like cod liver oil. <laughs> yeah, but that's yeah one of those things. Uh, so this week we had our, our first proper cold snap uh, on the, the Tuesday and, you know, a lot of places around the, the state got snow and so forth. We didn't. We got ice. We got uh, a good old solid frost on uh, Tuesday, but then it, it sort of warmed up for the rest of the week and sort of only got down to that sort of three, four, which is, is not too bad in the mornings. And um, like the past week I've been, you know, working uh, that, that sort of lumberjack hours, which is... Uh, very similar to fishermen's hours, as it turns out. So you're sort of up at four, and then you're, you're out at the, uh, the the property by sort of 5.30. You get a little fire going, and you, you sort of warm up the machine for that 15-minute period. And, uh, yeah, in the, the morning, you're sort of climbing up onto these ice-cold machines and so forth, and you're going, eh, it's, it's pretty brisk. But, you know, it's not too bad when it's three, when it's sort of minus six, minus seven. Then you know about it, and you're sort of like, oh man, it's hard to get moving. But 
been interesting up where we, we are. There's been uh, a few uh, dingoes around and there's been a few deer getting around and things like that. So the, the animals are still moving around. haven't seen any reptiles, though. It's just been too cold, uh, which has sort of surprised me. But, uh, you know, all, all that sort of good stuff and, and plenty of macropods and, and uh, other marsupials as, as well. It's been uh, a nice week for, for animal watching and, and things like that and collecting timber, but unfortunately for me, I haven't been able to get out for a fish because they've been long days and uh, so forth. But next week, I'm not working, so I'm going to be getting out and uh, absolutely giving it that, that cheeky little winter fish that I, I really need. So, um, and yeah, got some builders coming and electricians coming to do some work on my place for some projects that I've got coming up. So, um, yeah, watch this space. Okay, it's good. Uh, later on in the show, uh, we've got Pete Richards from Rural Sales at uh, Port Macquarie Hastings. Um, he's uh, a really interesting fellow. I've known Pete for a lot of years now, and, uh, you know, he's uh, not a ram man, unfortunately, Alan. He's a, a, an F truck driving guy. And Everyone has their own guy. faults. There's no problems Yeah, here. that's it. You know, he's, he's, he's got problems enough as it is. So we won't pick on him too much about it. But, uh, yeah, you know, he collects F-trucks and I think he's he's got... I don't even know if he's kept count of how many F-trucks he's got, but it's well over 10. <laughs> and nothing wrong with that. F-trucks are good. Yeah, yeah. So that and... Um, you know, he does uh, have a little gun shop he runs from home as well, but we're getting him on to, to talk about all the uh, property that's available through rural sales at the moment, and one of them being uh, an island that he's got there. I think it's on the Hastings, uh, but I'm sure he'll he'll clarify and let us know exactly which uh, you know river system it's on. But uh, yeah, he's had, had these islands pop up from time to time before, and I've, I've always thought, oh, I should get him on to high tide to have a, a chat about them because it's always interesting to have that opportunity to buy your own private island. Yeah. So good points and bad points. Obviously, it's all fun and games you know, while the sun's shining. When it's flooding, maybe not so much fun, but uh, we'll see. I'm sure it'll, it'll point out the, the, uh, the highs and lows of uh, owning your own island. That's the one. No oh, dramas. Okay, Steve. Get, uh, you know, my day started, and uh, you know, it's looking fabulous out here at the moment in Tenerfield. So little bit overcast, but that's good. And I had the um, the Ogs came over for dinner last night, Justin Ogs, a nice sharpening fella. He uh, is back up this way. So he came over and we, we had a lovely uh, dinner together last night. I made some quiches. That was after he sharpened your knives, right? Yes, I gave him some more knives. <laughs> <laughs> and and uh, a couple of knives that I've, you know, he sharpened previously for me before that I've been using pretty much every day. Uh, you know, doing horrible things to him, and they're still very sharp. But uh, he's going to give that that edge a little tidy up for me, and uh, again, I'll be able to to shave my head if I was so inclined. Okay. Uh, no dramas, Rose. I better leave you to it, and I'll talk to you very soon. Thank, Thank you, Steve. Steve. Yeah. Steve Bowler. Oh, look, now, time to catch up with John Caracasanis. We're racing at Scone today, as you said, and you gave us a nice weather report there. Racing on a good four, where the conditions are fine. But i got a funny feeling that won't be the only location we're getting tips for today. I'm wondering if he's going to head to Doombin for 10,000 days. Well, let's find out. He's online now. Morning, John. How are you? Morning, Grant. Alan, 
How are we today? We're very good. I'll be better this afternoon if South uh, beat Balmain. Oh, you know, I'm worried about this game. Yes. It's it's the easy teams that we struggle with. Yep. But no, I think the boys will get the job done. Anyway, uh, let's try and back up what we uh, did last week. Yeah, it was a good week. Very profitable day. Uh, it's always hard to go back to back, as we all know, but I'll try my best. And Greg, yes, you are right, mate. I'm going to go up and down the eastern seaboard and even one in Adelaide. Ooh, okay, let's go. All right, well, my best bet of the day is no doubt Giga Kick in the Dooman 10,000. That's he's race just, eight, number eight. He's just a moral. Um, at Skane, my best is in race four. Uh, Union Army, I think it's race four or five. Stand by, just bringing it up now, race four. Right down the bottom, right down the bottom, uh, Grant. Union Army, number 19, so race four, number 19 at Scone. Yeah, he's about $5, four eighty five dollars 420 at the uh, moment of the fixed, yep. Oh, 420, always come in. Um, the one in Melbourne is in the Andrew Ramsden. He's a shocker. He's a shocker, yeah. Uh, just, I'll just bring the race up. Uh, uh, that's race seven and number three. Race seven, number three at Flemo. And in Adelaide, in the Derby, I'm going to tip the West Australian horse. She's fit. Uh, the Derby is race number seven, and it is which which one was it? She's fit. She's, oh, she's fit. Number sixteen. Fit. Okay, I thought you said something totally different. Number sixteen. So we are. No, I did not. I did not say that word. Race seven, number sixteen. <laughs> I wasn't implying that at Morfordville. Yeah, that's showing 480 on the fixed and favourite at the moment. Mm, they're racing on a soft five there today, overcast conditions. Okay, you've given me a ton of typing to do today. Oh, well, that's okay, mate. You're good, you're good with the fingers, aren't you? Yeah, I've got very fat thumbs. As long as I do get the numbers right, but I've got, fortunately, I've got Blakey here to double check me, so that makes life a bit easier. Uh, Alan's a legend. <laughs> don't, know, don't know about Kieran Reese, but Alan's a good wife. Thank you, John. Thank You're you, welcome. John. That's okay. No, I was waiting for it. I was waiting for it. <laughs> it's like the push bike rider coming in from the yeah. back. Yeah. yeah. No, come on. While, while I'm here, I'd like to wish all the mothers a happy Mother's Day yeah. tomorrow. Well True. done. Okay, John. Thank you Bye. for that. Much appreciated. Have a good one. Okay. See you, buddy. Bye. So, let's recap. We're off to Dooman. Dooman 10,000, race eight, number eight, Giga Kick. Scone, race four, number nine at Scone today at Flemington. Race seven, number three, Morfordville, race seven, number 16. They are your lucky lotto numbers for today. Jeez, has gone everywhere, hasn't he? Doomed and Scone, Melbourne, Adelaide. Yeah, he hasn't missed one. He no. hasn't missed too many. Good on him. We're going to take a quick break. When we come back, we're going to catch up with PJ. Every weekend, 2SM has Sydney talking.
Join Pete Davis Saturday morning from 7. Do you think there may be some sort of leadership challenge to Scott Morrison before the next federal election? I, I think it probably would be political suicide. Join Dave Cochran Sunday afternoons. Do you uh, feel an interpretation can be made now from this state level, from the by-elections, to possibly a federal level? I will dread an Albanese ALP government. 2SM has Sydney talking. Choices Flooring understands that we all have different needs for our homes. So, what's your lifestyle? Whether you're a busy family or need healthier solutions, love natural fibres and textures, or just want the ultimate in luxury, you'll find the right choice for your lifestyle at our What's Your Lifestyle sale. So go online and view all of our What's Your Lifestyle sale catalogues, packed full of savings, inspiration and chances to win. Choices Flooring, the floor you've been searching for. You know, a flat tyre is no problem at all when you carry the amazing Easy Jack in the boot of your car. With Easy Jack, you can raise and lower the height of your vehicle at the push of a button. Easy Jack comes with its own rattle gun, so you can loosen and tighten those hard-to-budge wheel nuts. Easy Jack simply plugs into your car's 12-volt power source. So go to Easy Jack, that's E-Z-I-J-A-K dot com dot A-U, or phone Rebecca on 0427-290-297. With a few simple clicks on the Finance Easy website, you can borrow a serious amount of money without even leaving home. They make Finance Easy, offering a large range of lenders with rates more competitive than the bank. Applying couldn't be easier. Just visit the Finance Easy website, provide a few details, and they'll take care of the rest. Go to financeeasy.com.au or call 1300 003 003. Australian Credit Licence Number 392182. Lucy was just five when she was removed from her parents after years of trauma and neglect. Her elderly grandparents took her into their care, but they were desperate for help to meet her needs. Thanks to Mission Australia, they're now wrapped in a blanket of support and Lucy has transformed into a happy, healthy girl. Help vulnerable Australian children and their grandparents when crisis hits. Call 1-800-888-868 or visit missionaustralia.com.au to donate today. When it comes to the management of pain and inflammation associated with osteo and other mild forms of arthritis, Stiff, Sore and Sorry Pain Relief Gel may assist you. Always read the label, use only as directed and if symptoms persist, see your healthcare professional. Look for Stiff, Sore and Sorry Pain Relief Gel at pharmacies and health food stores everywhere. To find the location of your nearest Stiff, Sore and Sorry stockers, go to loveallcollection.com.au or phone Ray 0406 671359. 2SM has Sydney talking. More of High Tide on 2SM and the Super Network. Thanks to Shimano. Tomorrow's tackle today. If only I could go. Welcome back to High Tide. Time now to catch up with Peter Johnson and find out where the fish have been biting. Good morning, PJ. How are you? Yes, I'm good, Grant. How are you? And g'day, Blakey. G'day, Kieran. Hey, PJ, how's yeah. this big swells in, um, affected the fishing up your way? Um, well, I'm glad you I'm glad you brought that up because it's been been pretty quiet while it was rolling. Yeah, but um, I know that yeah, yesterday um, that some of the fishing's been pretty good. I ducked out and got a few drummer because. Uh, I was just using um, um, peeled prawns, 
and uh, Kunzi strips, and I've got some good drummer up to a kilo and a half, two kilo. Um, there's plenty of brim in the washes there too, so I, I picked myself a spot on the high rock, and that was pretty good there, down there. Um, just down there at uh, Blackhead, I went and had a fish down there. Yep. And um, I know the guys that got out absolutely brained the snapper. And uh, ben, uh, Benny Pake, he uh, fished in 45 to 55 metres, and he was getting snapper up to three and a half kilos, and uh, there's no shortage of them. And uh, there's some uh, good six and seven kilo fish came in from some other boats. Um, they were more off the jolly nose end, so those boats would have come out of Lauritan, I'd say. Um, but yeah, I know Ben comes in at Lauritan. They had to they had to wait for the bar to be a bit uh, bit kinder because any bit of easting or northeast into that uh, that uh, bar. Camden Haven's not very nice. So, uh, but um, the beach fishing is probably still a bit questionable at the moment because there's a lot of cross current on the beach still. But the, the river's been fishing really well. Um, where where the southern entrance of the Manning is there at Farquhar, um, the surge went in there, so a lot of good fresh water went in there and the fish have been congregating down there. So there's been whiting and flathead and brim and uh, the the guys have been uh, catching a few nice garfish too, so that's a, that's a, that's a good sign to see that they're still around. Um, they're still getting a few mullet off the beach too. They're crowdy in a couple of other places, so uh, the mullet run hasn't quite finished. So that means there should still be some uh, some dew on the beach, and there should be some tailor. Um, but this time of year, if you want to fish baits off the beach, I'd be fishing mullet strips or mullet cubes because everything's eating mullet at the moment. Okay, now, do you change your, your rig at all with the, the rougher weather, or do you leave it the same? Oh, yeah, look, if I'm going to go and fish um, off the beach here and cast out to the rock bars that we have, I'll, uh, I'll change my rig over there and I'll put a, put a star sinker on or a pyramid sinker on, and then that'll be on the bottom, and then I'll have one of those um, – uh, that'll, that'll be on um, – one sorry, one of those um, – Sinker slides, yeah, and then I'll have that between two swivels that are a metre apart, and then I'll have a metre of trace from the end swivel, and that'll have my hook with my mullet strip on it. And so I'll generally, I'll generally fish with a single seven o in that if I'm fishing for the snapper. Whereas if I'm fishing for mulloway, I'll have a hole fillet with um, two eight o's or ten o's on a snood rig. And then if I'm just fishing for for brim. I'll fish um, a ball sinker to a uh, swivel and then three-quarters of a metre of leader to a, a 2 or a 3 a with a small cube of mullet on it. PJ, with the, when, when the, the surf's up like this and there's a lot of current moving on the beach, does, does that fire the fish up or does it send them a bit quieter than normal? No, so what you got to do, remember I talked about fish needing food and structure like people do? Yeah need structure so where you where you find that water movement running along the gutters will turn into a rip grant and run out to sea yeah that's where you want to fish because the fish are waiting out the back because that's the food that's the sushi train coming to them okay i wonder what was biting my toes as i paddled out that's all the surfers going out there while they're waiting to eat (laughs) absolutely (laughs) they know they know You'd be sitting out there with the soy and the wasabi and the pickled ginger, mate. <laughs> <laughs> Sounds perfect. 
But um, yeah, so that's the place is the fish where where all that water's exiting back out to sea. That's that's where the food's been deposited. So the fish are waiting there, and on the fringes of the white water, that's where the bait fish hide. So that's the place you want to target your lures or your pillies or garfish on gang hooks for your tailor. And in the middle there, where the, the waves not breaking, that's where your, your brim and your jewel be sitting. Okay. So um, speaking, uh, it's pretty. Uh, it, it's pretty self-explanatory, really, because like the food's being taken to the fish, they're going to be at the end of that rip, and surfers use rips to get out through the break because the waves not breaking there. Yeah. Well, it's just a lot easier than paddling out with them crashing down on your head, and it's it's, it's like getting a free lift hitchhiking. Oh. Yeah, you want some of the waves that were coming in at Saltwater Point there. there on, I, I nearly thought about going buying a board and getting back into it, and I thought, <laughs> I, I can tell you, if you've got some time, go and take a look on YouTube at a uh, cinema photographer that's world-renowned for travelling the world and filming big wave stuff, Tim Bonathan. Go oh, and take, take yeah. a look at some of his stuff out there at Coogee. He had drones almost in the waves getting these surfers. It was just oh, scary as hell. I've been a fan of Tim's for years because he goes back to surfing well. Donkeys, when Derek Hind used to be the editor, I think. Yeah, yeah, he's an absolutely, a genuine cinema am photographer. I showing, am I showing me AJ Green, am I? <laughs> no, no, he's still kicking and still going well. He just came back from Nazareth, um and was sitting perfectly down at Coogee uh, when, when all that uh, swell blew up and just got some extraordinary vision. It's just, it's frightening. Yeah, yeah. Nazareth, you, you see, you just see the chapel there on the point, and you just see these big peaking waves, and those classic left-handers coming off. But um, hey, while while we're here, we're talking fishing and we're not surfing. I, I, it'd be remiss of me not to send a cheerio to Sam out at Mo Tackle up there at Coffs Harbour, because yeah. um, I, I, when I was thinking about buying another surfboard, I thought, no, nah, better not. So I went and bought a bait runner instead. <laughs> <laughs> what did you buy, PJ? Sorry, what did you buy? I bought a 400D yeah. Shimano boat runner, yeah. and um, Sam spilled it up for me and got me all sorted. And, you know, like when 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 you get the opportunity to have someone spool your line in shop, do it because they do it under tension and it'll pack in nice and neat, and you'll get a bit more line on than what you will do at home. Because what will happen if you spool up at home and you don't get the tension right, when you run it out and you wind it back on under tension, you find that your spill's not filled up properly. What sort of line do you put on? 20-pound J-braid, Dyla J-braid. Okay. And that's just another outfit for people that don't like to use the Alvies. Um, they can sit there and have the bait runner function move. The, the snapper can grab the bait and swim off with it without any tension, and then all they've got to do is throw the drag lever back and then they hook up. Okay, now you know the other thing we've got to mention today. It was Lucky Lenny's birthday during the week. Oh, eighty-six. Yes, I spoke yeah. to Lucky Lenny during the week, and you know he sounded quite well. That was good. To, good to have a chat. I haven't spoken to him for a while. So, um, if you're listening, Len, happy birthday again for the other yeah. day. Yeah, he came. Uh, unfortunately, he came in on Tuesday. I think it was, and I was in a meeting. I couldn't talk to him. I missed him, but uh, I ended that wishing him a happy birthday. 
So. Normally, when you have a meat and you're having a cup of tea and a bit of cake or something. <laughs> <laughs> well, I'm, I'm surprised he's been been at work. To be honest with you, PJ, he's been out flying the whole week. So, I only flew one and a half days. Oh, whoa, 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 whoa! Okay, guys, we need to wrap it up. PJ, thanks for your time. Can we catch up with you tomorrow and talk some more fishing? Yeah, but do you want fishing or do you want hints? What do you, you tell me what hints. you want? Oh, hints. I, by the way, I, I did. Uh, you inspired me the other day with your um, yellow tie mackerel. Uh, yellow, yeah, yellow tie mackerel uh, curry. Yeah, I made a chicken. Well, I had no mackerel, but I made a chicken one. It actually came out really well. So thank you for the inspiration. We've done chicken the same. Yeah. So all right. Um, so I'll do. I'll do a tip. Uh, fish a cooking tip tomorrow if you want. Sounds good to me. Thanks for your time, PJ. Right, have a good have a good Saturday. See you guys. When our son was in hospital on his tenth birthday, and you gave him a call to wish him happy birthday, he's just turned sixty-five. Oh God! So you and I and my wife have been together for a very long time. I mean, honestly, John, you are one of the most non-biased presenters on Australian radio. You always show both sides of the story and that's why I listen to you. Just want to say thanks for having a space that we can just share our opinions, man. I really appreciate that. Being a, a young fella myself, I just feel like that voice is going, you know? Just people speaking their minds, man. I just want to say thank you for having a space to do it. Well, that's all right. It's here for you every day, so you don't have to go far, Sam. You can express your point of view here every day of the week if you want to. The John Lewis Show, weekdays from 9am on 2SM. For over 40 years, Kubota have worked the Australian landscape and faced its challenges. From first light to sunset, our agriculture and construction range works with power and versatility that you can rely on. From our mid-size to professional tractors, dependable mowers, zero tail swing or conventional excavators and more. Kubota is building and shaping the future. Visit kubota.com.au or head to your nearest dealer to learn more. Pick your favourite Kia. From the award-winning Kia Sportage to the street cred-delivering Kia Seltos or Kia's most powerful car ever, the all-electric EV6 GT. Book a test drive today to find your chosen one. Find out more at kia.com.au or drop into your nearest Kia dealer. Kia, movement that inspires. For a new website at a very affordable price, you should contact List Designs. Specialists in website development, List Designs can create a website for you that is functional, looks great, and at a fraction of what it would cost you elsewhere. And because they work from home, with List Designs, there are no expensive premises, so you don't pay for any fancy overheads. Go to List Designs, that's L-I-S-D-E-S-I-G-N-S dot com dot A-U, or phone 0404042492. Well, with its unique numbered framing system, PAL kit homes can be easily bolted together and require no special building or carpentry expertise at all. Now, PAL guarantees that their kit homes can be easily built by the owner-builder simply by following their detailed and customised instructions and plans. For more information, you can go to PAL kit homes. That's p-a-l-kithomes.com.au or if you want to telephone them, one 800 Two SM Sydney's talking.
2SM 12.69. More of High Tide on 2SM and the Super Network. Thanks to Shimano. Tomorrow's tackle today. 27 minutes away from 6 at 6 o'clock. We'll update the network news for you. Maruchidor today, 16 at the moment, heading for a top of 23. 11 in Lismore, 21. Newcastle, 14 to 20. And Tari, 8 to 21 degrees. What about Scone? What about Schoen? Schoen, where the races are. I only got our broadcasting area in my uh, phone, but I would think it would be reasonably close. It would be reasonably close to uh, uh, Port, too, I would think. Port Stevens, that's right. Yeah. And by the way, tips today, if you want the Karis tips, you can get them on the High Tide Facebook page because you put them up straight away. So High Tide Radio Program, 2SM, 1269 AM. I put them up straight away and you corrected my spelling. Tony (laughs) from Salamander Bait and Tackle, good morning. Yeah, g'day, gentlemen. It's going about uh, two and a quarter hours away yeah. from here, and it'll be bloody cold there this morning. <laughs> oh, yeah. They expect no. frost this morning and all sorts yeah. of wonderful things. But it's that time of year, right? It is, it is. Although the water temperature's holding up, but it's, it's still fairly warm for this time of year, although we're not into winter yet. But it's, um, it's coming, guys, so... I've uh, got a cracking day here, or cracking morning this morning. It looks brilliant out there. I should be fishing. but uh, Shut the shop up and go, buddy. It'll be fine. He, he won't mind. There's no problems. Just You reckon just close the door? Yeah, yeah just, just sign. Yeah, go on fishing. <laughs> just, if there's any problems, <laughs> just say Kieran said. There's that too. I could put it up. But look, you know, moving into the cooler months and... Um, the boys are getting excited and the fish are getting frightened, um, particularly the Ludric down off the break wall. There's been a few turning up down there. Not great numbers at this stage, but decent fish. I was down there the other day when it was blowing a gale, not fishing, but uh, there's a few guys down there braving it and uh, got a couple of nice ones that I saw while I was there. It was just a little bit too windy for me. But you can always fish the pond, as they call it. That's the inside of the break wall, but... But a few keen, few keen anglers in this morning from um, from down Singleton Way. So they they travel a long way to chase those ludric. Let me tell you, when they're on, they're on. We okay. like dedication. Yeah. Oh, absolutely. I mean, it's a two-hour and well, two-hour trip for those. Yeah. So it's a four-hour round trip. So uh, that's 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 a bit of keenness. Although in my younger days, we used to travel out to Burke and places like that, and down to um, Menindee Lakes and fish those areas uh, on the Narran. I don't know whether you guys have ever been out that way. Flown over it, but haven't stopped there. You haven't stopped there? No. Oh, mate, it's good fishing when it's on down there. I mean, that that was back in the day where you didn't have all your, all the regulations on two lines and things like that. I mean, I know there's always been some regulation on it, but, yeah, it's great down that way. I, li- I like that area to fish. Yeah. I, I haven't been there for a long while, so everything changes, doesn't it? Yep. But... Yeah, as I said, the luds are starting to turn up around here and and still getting some nice quality um, flatties off the beaches and up the creeks and everything like that. So, you know, that just says that the water the water's still fairly warm for this time of year. It should be cooling down shortly. But um, the big winds last week should stir something up. Some good quality brim in around the bay, I'd say, would be turning up very shortly. Yep. 
But well, apart from that, all, all's good and Matt's having two days off. I think he's doing the Mother's Day oh, barbecue. Every time tomorrow. we catch up with you, Tony, it's Matt's got another couple of days off. Yeah, well, he's got to do the Mother's Day barbecue and last weekend he had to prepare for the coronation. <laughs> Did he wear his crown or his, or his tiara? <laughs> <laughs> I could go further with that, but I'm not going to go. <laughs> oh, the uh, life. Anyhow, it, is a, it is a clean family show, and we won't talk about the jewels. <laughs> <laughs> oh, dear, it's a worry, isn't it? So how are you getting on for honey now without without any hives? Oh, mate, yeah, I've still got a little bit left over from the last um, the last strip that I did on them prior to them being euthanised, but... I don't think that we've got a. At this stage, all the information I'm getting through the DPI and other sources, I don't really think that uh, they've got a handle on it. To be honest, no. so, uh, that's just my opinion. Um, everyone will differ, but um, uh, I don't know. Uh, I think that uh, eventually we'll just have to live with it and do what they do in New Zealand and and. Treat the the um, the, the honey. Best. Yeah, yeah. Look, it, it doesn't affect the honey. It only affects the bees. Okay. The grower might. Yeah. Um, it's pretty devastating for them, but you can control them in the hive. It means using different chemicals okay. that they they put in them, pesticide strips and stuff like that. And uh, according to all the research, it doesn't affect the honey at all. Um, Okay. But you can you can control them in the hive, but I'd rather be rid of them than control them. But yep. I just can't see that happening. Okay, no worries. Uh, Thank you for that. Duff Salamander Bait and Tackle, Salamander um, Way, Salamander Bay, Coles Express Service Station, four nine eight two zero seven double one. What's the Facebook uh, page? Facebook page? Yeah. Yeah. Come on, mate. <laughs> 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 Yeah, you got to you got to see Tony the look on his face when he asked that question. He knew it was just like lining you up. Yeah, I know, I can see that, but it's um, Matt at salamanderbaitandtackle dot com dot au. There you go, there you go, Blakey. I like that. <laughs> Thanks, Tony. Thanks for your time. If you just okay, if you, you just put in, day, guys, I'll talk to you tomorrow. If you just put in Duff's bait and tackle on Facebook, it'll come yeah, up. Oh, Facebook, no yeah, of course. <laughs> no, no, that'll bring it. All right, guys. You take the rest of the day off, buddy. You did yeah, a great go job. Go on fishing, sign. Go on fishing. I'll get it out now. <laughs> <laughs> and if Matt says anything, just blame Kieran. Yeah, Kieran told him to do it. Kieran, Kieran yeah. said. Oh, listen, man. It's yes. good to know that Tony's been to Birkenback. Yep. And it's good to know that my uh, good old friend and sparring partner, Lenny, has made another birthday. Yeah, it was his birthday during the week. Happy birthday, Lenny. Yep, from me as well. And uh, let's hope we get to see a few more. I think so. Yep. The both of us. That's the aim. That's the aim. It is the aim. Okay. Here's the aim, let me tell you. Okay, it's 20 to 6. We'll take a break and listen to High Tide and Super Network.
Right now, Make-A-Wish is supporting over 800 critically ill kids across Australia. That's more Wish kids than ever before who need your support. Wish kids like Cooper. Eight-year-old Cooper has a rare neurological condition and often spends his holidays in hospital. His biggest wish is to have a fun holiday in the snow, throwing snowballs and building a snowman. Thanks to Make-A-Wish, that's all about to come true. Helping sick kids like Cooper find hope is something we all have the power to do. You can help create inspirational wishes. Donate today at makeawish.org.au. It's Ash Barty here. Australian Made Week kicks off on the 15th of May and it's time to champion and celebrate our local makers and growers. Buying authentic Aussie products with the Australian Made logo helps boost our economy, supports local businesses and creates jobs right across the country. So, whether you're doing your weekly shop or buying a gift for someone special, let's back Team Australian Made and look for products carrying the trusted green and gold kangaroo. Because Australian Made makes Australia. Peters of Kensington's Bridal Registry Service has been the first choice for couples for nearly 40 years. Peters offers an Australian-wide registry service, not just for weddings, but for any occasion. With their legendary customer service, years of experience and huge range, finding that perfect gift for your big day couldn't be easier. Visit Peters of Kensington, 57 Anzac Parade, Kensington, or organise your registry online at petersofkensington.com.au. Why in the world would you shop anywhere else but Peters of Kensington? Recently retired and want to give back to the community? Looking to contribute to a worthwhile cause? Join View Clubs of Australia, a friendly women's network in your local community. View supports the Smith family to help Australian children in need break the cycle of poverty. Become a member today. Call 1800 805 366 or go to view.org.au. For a game of golf you and your friends will love, take the chance to play Twin Creeks Golf and Country Club at Ludnam. With an immaculate 18-hole par 72 championship layout, Twin Creeks is an Augusta-like golf challenge you'll be raving about for years to come. To make a booking or for more information, go to twincreeksgolf.com.au or call the friendly, helpful staff at Twin Creeks Golf and Country Club on 9670 If mild arthritis or other aches and pains are getting you down, it might be time you did as others have done and try Arbor Vitae Joint Health. Others just like Tracy. It's like a magic potion. I'm able to work with no pain, no stretch of the truth. It's worked. Always read the label and follow the directions for use. Go to Arbor Vitae. That's A-R-B-O-R-V-I-T-A-E dot com dot A-U. Or you can phone Arbor Vitae on 1300 879 863. News, sports, talk, 2SM 1269. More of High Tide on 2SM and the Super Network. Thanks to Shimano. Tomorrow's tackle today. 17 minutes away from 6 here on High Tide. At 6 o'clock we will update the Super Radio Network news for you. Right now though... Alan Blake. Marine Rescue New South Wales, Mid-North Coast Zone Deputy Operations Manager, Rodney Page. Good morning, Rodney. Uh, g'day, Kieran. How are you doing, mate? We're good. We're good. <laughs> now, you've, doing good. You've got a big week coming right. up at Marine Rescue this week, haven't you? Mate, um, National Volunteer Week kicked off on Monday. This is a great opportunity to celebrate our 3,300 members from Tweed all the way down to Eden, plus our inland waterways at Alpine Lakes and on the Murray River at Moama. Did you know 
Kieran, we've got 46 units across the state. We're always keen to add new members. Opportunities available uh, include radio operators, fundraising, and, of course, boat crews. But our radio operators, they're, they're our front line. They're the ones who hear the call for help. So they're highly qualified people to talk to, stressed people out on the water, and monitor our systems that keep an eye on vessels that log on. Now, we can keep an eye on them and ensure that we're ready to go out if they don't come home. And, and don't be afraid to talk to them. They're just humans. It's just like talking to someone on the phone when you're on the radio, isn't it? Yeah, that's exactly right. They're just, um, it, most of them are boaties or, you know, or related in some way. And they're just people that are sitting there giving up their time to, to listen for anybody who yells out for help and respond appropriately. They're all great people for doing that. Agreed. Absolutely agreed. Al, uh, you've got a, a couple of new vessels coming online. We have. Uh, two 6.3-metre walk-through console Niad boat. Now, most fishers will understand what I mean with a walk-through console, but that gives us better operation of that vessel. And they're, um, they're going down to Tugra Lakes and Batemans Bay. They've been through their sea trials. Our, um, our fleet manager, Kelvin Parkin, putting through their, their paces uh, up at Yamba uh, a week or so ago. And he reckons, he tells us that the sea trial phases of a vessel's construction is an all-encompassing process. And that ensures that the finishing specifications in systems, engines and sea capabilities meet exactly what we need in marine rescue. rescue. The trials were really good. They performed well in the water. Maneuverability was simple. And they got up and out of the hole on the plane really nicely. I saw those um, pictures of that boat, those boats on Facebook during the week. I, I was thinking about the poor guy that did the uh, sea trials for it because you wouldn't <laughs> want to break down, would you? How embarrassing would that be? <laughs> Something, you know, and stuff goes wrong. Let's be honest, they're new boats. But if it, if it pulled out, what do you do? Marine rescue, marine rescue, this is marine rescue. <laughs> <laughs> it's, it's funny, I often wonder because, you know, many units have two different boats and they use one of them to practice towing. And I think, oh, those people on shore must think we break our boats all the time. <laughs> <laughs> that's actually, that's the perfect excuse. I didn't break down. I just thought we'd do a drill on towing, so yeah. come out and uh, grab me. Yeah. yeah, honest. That's what's happening. <laughs> <laughs> that's awesome. I love it. Oh, and so these, these new vessels, they really, um, they cover, cover well, not just up the river for when somebody flattens their battery or runs out of fuel, which sadly is still a common thing. And um, But they're, they're able to run an offshore or inshore um, search pattern. So they're a really good addition to the, to the larger boats when it comes to searching outside. They're quite comfortable offshore. Uh, they can operate up to about seven nautical miles, which is, what, 13 kilometres? And yep. um, and they're, they're really well designed for that. They're powered up by twin 115 outboard engines, which can get them booting, what, 38 knots. That's pretty and good. That, now, are they built it? by Yamba Engineering or are they built by Naya, then modified by Yamba? Uh, no, built built by Yamba Engin- yep. Engineering and powered by Suzuki. Yes, yep, yeah. No, good things. That's been a very good um, thing for Marine Rescue, all the boats being built in New South Wales. So the money people are spending. Isn't that good? Yeah. Yeah. Jobs for the locals as you like it. Yeah. Yeah. But one of the big up things, um, 
I mean, these these boats are on on trailers, um, but they've got that new catch system on the trailer that you can just drive it on and it clicks in the position, tow it up out off the ramp, and then nobody has to get their hands in the way of winches, <laughs> don't have to get wet. Yep. A really great system. Removes any chance of anybody getting their fingers in the way and you stay dry. How good is that? Yes. Well, Bar Crusher have been using that for a number of years now and that works they very have. well. It does. It does. Okay. Well, look, thank you very much for your time this morning, Rodney. been very informative. And good luck with it, and thank you to all the volunteers at Marine Rescue. Yeah, yeah. Mate, and from us to all the boaters, you know, please put your life jacket on. Check the weather before you go out, and like I've said before, and the other guys will tell you too, you know, put fresh fuel in, not old new fuel over the top, and make sure your battery's all charged up, and hopefully we won't see you out there. <laughs> wait, wait, just listening for you to log off. After you've logged on before you leave, and uh, and all everyone be safe and and be happy. Okay, and don't forget to use the Marine Rescue app. Yep, that's available. Or the uh, the channel sixteen on the radio. Tune in. You'll get turned to a working channel, and log on, and we get a few details like when you're coming home, how many people on board, and if anything should happen, we will come looking for you. Good to see. You. Okay, thank you for your efforts. Good on you guys. See you, Rodney. Bye. Rodney Page Bye. from Marine Rescue New South Wales. That's quite good. What do you reckon it is with, with life jackets? Why, why won't people wear them? Why, why are they reluctant to it's wear them? Just a, it's, it's just, it's I, just don't, a, I don't need one of those. Yeah. It was like seatbelts in the early days. It becomes, it's a cultural thing. And now, thankfully, kids in cars just put a, lo- a, yeah. a seatbelt on and you just got to put a life jacket on. That's all it is. Yeah, Especially if you're on your own. Like, it's just no reason not to wear one. Oh, I couldn't think of anything worse. We get upset with people in the industry <laughs> if they're doing photo shoots or doing things like promotional stuff, and they go out without a life jacket. Yeah. Put the life jacket on. Yeah. Show that you're doing the right thing. It's not hard. Yeah. And But the photographers wouldn't like that. Well, but oh, no, it doesn't it's, look good. But that's what it is. Sorry, that's what you... Yeah. Yeah, yeah. It's like snow skiing in... Shorts and a singlet. You don't do it. Kieran would say he doesn't mind seeing a girl in a bikini with a life jacket on. Is that right, Kieran? Exactly. And so? Look, and let me tell you, I can't see the people up here. Nine out of ten of them do not wear a life jacket. Yeah, but that's Queensland. They're special. Yeah, they, they just think they're immune to such things. Yes. Yet that's the further south hey, you go... What I wanted to say to you... Yeah. Right? Here we are building... Uh, such great boats, right, to save people's lives. Yet our government can't think that we can build a ferry, a tram, <laughs> you know, or a bus. I'm with him. I was actually thinking the same oh, thing. Yeah. You know, like it's great that Marine Rescue are supporting you know uh, local Australian yeah. companies up there at Yamba and, and other places too uh, that they're supporting. But you, you you ask yourself so much so much of our manufacturing. I mean, I grew up at I lived at Matraville and Maroubra, right? And I used to drive past a place called General Motors Holden. Holden, that's right, GMA too. Pagewood, right? Which is now a housing complex in a Westfield. I mean, yeah. come off the grass. Yeah. Well, but but then some the of the, some of the unions did themselves out of jobs. Just down from Granville, there's a place called Clyde. Yeah. And just there, 
they had the engineering and they built all the trains there. Yeah, yeah. Ford was just down the road from there as well. Ford factory, yeah. yeah. I remember when they built the Ford laser there. They spent millions on that factory converting they, they it over. Bu- they built your crappies there, Kieran, the Capris. Don't you talk about the poor old Capri. <laughs> I mean, that bloody Andrew Short used to say to me, are you still driving that lemon? <laughs> well, with great respect, it was a bit like a bit like the minis, wasn't it? The original minis were fantastic, hey, then they made another one. But you know the funny thing was, the when, those Capri, when those Capris were sold here in Australia, they were selling for $25,000. They exported them to the US and sold them in the US for $12,000. Oh, well, that makes yeah. sense. No wonder so, we went broke. Yeah, that's right. Yeah, who's getting yeah. ripped off? And we'll blame the unions for that. Yeah. yeah. But hang on. No, but it's the same cost to build a car with us here or overseas, plus freighting it. Well, we're, getting, we're paying too much money. Yeah. That's not the union, that one. No. no. See, there, therein lies the truth behind the problem. Yeah. But just, why can't we build? Like, it, okay, there may not be overseas markets for the stuff that we're going to make, but what about our markets? What, we used to make all our own colour TVs and things like that. Yeah. Yeah, all gone. Well, you've got to remember, men, we bring the trains in, we bring the ferries in, and we bring in the buses, and then they're all got to be modified. Hang on, what about what about the uniforms for the Army and the Navy they built made in China? Yeah, ag- again, you that know. Probably saves us going to war. <laughs> that, that'll stop us from going to war. Well, we can't go to war with them. We'll be all naked. That just won't work. <laughs> uh, getting back to it, Ned Kelly's bait and tackle, 42 Gordon Street of Port Macquarie, and they are open seven days up there. On the beach, Big Seas over the past week has limited options, but there's been some cracking tailor to over four kilos about Lighthouse. Ooh. So Ooh. Lighthouse is a place to go. Have a look there. Rocks, now there's settled down. Good tail at the Lighthouse. A few brim and Ludwig at Plummer. In the Airstry, flathead against, uh, again, consistent right throughout the Hastings. Still a few good mulloway around the break walls um, with plenty of school-sized fish up the river. Offshores, they're only just starting to settle down, but it uh, looks promising. The fad will be worth checking out for Mahi Mahi, and the reefs in around 50 to 60 metres off Plummer for good snapper. That's Jason Isaac, Ned Kelly's Bait and Tackle. What do you got yeah. for us, Kieran? Hey, uh, if you want to go further up to Coffs Harbour, the reports offshore have been terrific. The marlin are still out there, blue, black stripes are out there, the dolphin fish are around the traps and the fads. Been a great run of tuna and mackerel and bonito. Uh, around the island, the kingfish have gone a little quiet, but the lighthouse is on fire, so to speak. Yellowfin tuna, snapper, kingies, long-tailed tuna, off the beaches. Again, the tailor, as you mentioned, good whiting. There's been a good run of brim, jewfish, dart, mac tuna. Some of the jewies have measured over a metre. Go to the rocks, the mac tuna there, tailor, jewfish, brim, dart. In the river, you've got the Flathead, Whiting, Mangrove Jack, Sumter Valley, Jewies are there, uh, Blackfish are about, Nambucca, Yurunga, been very good for the Jewfish. Ballina has been good fishing well, that river there. You've been to that, Ballina? Yes. Uh, nice spot up there. The nice little uh, restaurant down down on the river. It's got a nice wharf alongside it. Yeah. Yeah. Did you get into Coffs Harbour, into the marina or the harbour? No, we just stayed in the harbour. Just stayed in the harbour? Yeah. That's been fishing well just near the boat ramp there. They're catching blackfish. Been some good brim, chopper tailor. Off that little beach there, the jetty beach, whiting tailor, flathead and brim. And the boy said a couple of them have been out to uh, Cape them Dan and had a good run on the cod. And some yellow belly. They reckon fish around the river parts 
or the mouths of the rivers being the better go. And uh, they were totally impressed with PJ's knowledge about fishing. That's good. Yep. Speaking of uh, Ballina, hello to Gary and the uh, boys up there. They head out fishing quite regularly. Do they? Okay. Gary Cleesey, who you may know. Hi, the Cleese. Good morning, Cleese. Yeah, he's a good man. Good man. Loves his fishing too and Not listens to the program very regularly. He, he nearly sent me back a couple of times, didn't he? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it had nothing to do with your form analysis, did it? <laughs> no, we should have listened to him probably. Yeah, that's the truth. That's the truth. Okay, we're approaching news time at 6 o'clock on the other side of this. We'll be back for a very busy hour of the program. Lots of interesting information to bring you in the next hour of the program. And uh, tomorrow... Uh, Mother's Day, a uh, Mother's Day edition of the High Tide program. We say that so that we've got an excuse to go out fishing and not get into trouble, isn't that That's right? The way. That's the way. <laughs> it's coming up to news time here on the Super Radio Network.